0: Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney.
1: I am your gracious host, Ed Cheney. Along here with even a more gracious, with a sprinkle of beautiful co host, Kimberly Rose.
2: Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed.
1: Yep, absolutely. We expect to have a really good show today because Kim and I are going to dialogue together, right, on our perspective of where the market is today, Mm -hmm. as yet, you know, some examples of what we're going to talk about is really how practitioners and doctors and veterinarians are jumping on board. We're going to talk about some success stories that we are aware of both firsthand and just from us being in the industry. You know, things like, you know, where all the cannabinoids are and what people are saying about them and the different delivery methods. Remember in the back in the days to Added to clothing, and well, you know, that's phased out. But there's some new cool delivery methods that are showing up. So we're just going to give you our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yep. No no reviewing clinical studies today. No big fat words that I can't pronounce.
2: <laughs> Yay, no reading. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's the kind just, of show I like. Right?
1: Exactly, exactly. I think that Kim and I have a pretty clean view of the industry because it's not really plagued with a lot of politics. It's not, you know, we're, we're in this to defend it, to, to make it better than it is, leave something great behind. So I think our perspective is, is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, it's for everyone. Yeah. And, and everyone with an ECS system. So, uh, we don't, it doesn't have any gender bias. It yep. doesn't have anything there. Cats, dogs, hamsters, yep. elephants, horses, anyone.
1: I agree. agree. Now, and plus, we have learned a ton. Mm-hmm. So our perspective is also coming from a place of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool, too. All right, let's start with this. I have a question for you, Kimberly Rose. Uh-oh. If I ask, could you have... Could you get access to the review of the young lady whose mother had some success with cancer using CBD? Do you have, could you get to that on yep. your phone or anything? Yeah. Because uh, I, I think one of the things we'd like to do first is share some patient successes. Uh, well, Kimberly is very consultive. Uh, her approach to her customers, is one of a consultive nature. And so she literally has more patients than she has customers. Now, I can share one of the patients that she dealt with because he, he actually uh, called in and shared his outcome on the show. And that was a gentleman who was in his 70s who had uh, been on pain relievers opioids for six years and he had came to us and wanted to get off of them uh, and had 100 percent success and after being on opioids for six years we both went how a hey, you know first how'd that happen but next was oh my goodness how do you solve something like this at yep. his age
2: well you know I I always tell my customers that come in and they're starting a journey that they really want – they need help and they really want to do this because that's what it is. It's a journey. Everybody is different. Yeah. Everybody reacts to CBD a a little differently than the other one. Why do you think? Well, because everybody's system, everybody's ECS system is different. That's
1: right. This is the unique thing about CBD, folks. It's not – a pharmaceutical. It's not a single molecule that comes in and attacks a single problem. Mm-hmm. It goes in and makes your ECS system operate better. Right. And you're right, an EC an endocannabinoid system inside of us, it is individualized. Yeah. Right? You heal at a different rate than I heal. You sleep differently than I sleep. You remember things differently than I do. These are all things managed by your ECS system. Right. Unique. Yeah. I think that was great that that brought up, that it came out that way.
2: And I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing you need to learn about CBD in the very beginning is that it's not a prescription. It's not a doctor saying, okay, this is what you need to take, yep. and this is what's going to happen.
1: Correct.
2: You, you got to start. You got to figure out your milligrams, which blend works better yes. for you, what do you really want to take it for, all those things you need to, uh, we suggest you write it down. You, you, you journal it, you daily journal and figure out like, okay, those milligrams worked for me. But I feel like it could be a little bit yeah. better or that was too much and I need to come back. It's a whole it's, journey.
1: It's, it's so – it's such a natural, organic treatment, mm-hmm. homeop- homeopathic treatment. Yeah, It's super inexpensive. It's easy to tinker with, but you're right. You would have to do some journaling.
2: You have to do, you have to figure out where your milligrams are because in otherwise it might, I'm not going to say it won't work, but it might not benefit you the way you want it to benefit you.
1: How do you feel about the term that showed up between the two of us, maybe about six months ago, maybe even nine months ago Well, we started talking, or at least I would say it a lot, you know. It brings your, homeo- your, your ECS system, your homeostasis, back to a place where it used to be when you were young. Mm-hmm. When it was very unaffected, it yes. was more capable. When you're 13, your ECS system is probably running at optimum capacity. Right. And then life happens yeah. and nutrition suffers and physical fitness suffers and bad Bad uh, uh, pollution in the air and toxic exposures—all these things—I would imagine over time—becomes less.
2: Yes. I, well, I think your home, your homeostasis uh, system becomes compromised even way earlier than than thirteen. Probably. We're introduced we're already, to processed foods there, immediately, right. almost uh, uh, after after. Um, Breastfeeding. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. Um, So you're just you're kind of out of whack, and and it takes a while. And CBD will go in there and help you get to homeostasis. But you, I always say this to to my customers: you also have to help yourself.
1: Now, we're going to share a story about somebody who had really wonderful success.
2: Yeah, I'm trying using to find it, the email. I apologize, guys. Right. I, That's
1: okay. Uh, I'll give you time to find it. I know it. I
2: sent it Kim, to you.
1: And, ta- and, ta- and Tammy, too. So, yeah. Um, see uh, if you can find it.
2: I did. I asked her. Oh, I see what's happening.
1: So uh, while she's looking for that, I, I do want to share this. But because of what we just talked about, we have discussed how CBD has been shown to have an impact on tumors, and so what we're going to do is share this. Now, I, I should I should tell you that even as early as last week, we shared a study, and it it has an impact on tumors by upregulating and downregulating certain components, mm-hmm. and it's through that. Process hit that it has an impact. So keep that in mind. It's not the the molecule itself is not going in there and killing anything. No. The molecule is going in there and triggering your body to do certain things. Read this. I think it's absolutely fascinating. If I recall, an email came back through and said, "Wow, this almost made me cry." Yeah. All right. So yeah. I, it, I yeah when I when I saw that. I went, God, I got to read this.
2: Right. Well, so we started, she says, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. So um, around May of 2020... And she's talking about her mother. This is the daughter talking about her mother. She started turning yellow, not feeling well, and went to the doctor who began testing. This is where they found she had pancreatic cancer. Okay. The main tumor was obstructing her liver function, and they did a temporary procedure to relieve that. By the end of June, we knew she had pancreatic cancer that had spread to a few spots on her lungs.
1: That was June of this year.
2: Yes. No, 2020. 2020? 2020.
1: Okay. 2020. All right.
2: Okay, she started going through chemotherapy in September using Gemzar, Gemzar, okay. and she completed two rounds of treatments. She started using CBD in July okay. and getting IV vitamins and fluids in between treatment weeks. Her tumor marked numbers drop, oh, I'm sorry, her tumor mark marker drop, or wait a minute, let me see if I can read this. (laughs) Her tumor marker numbers dropped considerably, but she was also starting to get sick and weak from the chemo. Since December 2020, she has only been taking the concentrated CBD oil and weekly vitamin IV fluids. Her doctors are all amazed that her cancer has not grown or spread past her original diagnosis. She got COVID in February and recovered, even though she's 79 with compromised lungs and is now, and is now fully vaccinated. She's still able to live independently in her own home and attend family functions. She's pain-free, and the medical providers don't know what to think of it, except she's a miracle.
1: All right, now concentrate. It we were a part of this this uh this success story. Mm-hmm. And if I recall, uh she was using uh the four thousand product, which means that in a thirty ml bottle it was four thousand milligrams of full spectrum C B D. And I believe she was taking two droppers a day.
2: Yes, I think she started with two droppers a day.
1: All right, and so that each dropper has 133 milligrams of CBD in it. Mm-hmm. So that means she was at that 265, 66 uh, milligrams of CBD daily. Daily. Yep. Okay. Right. so it's good to share that too because some people are going, oh my God, I will not take that much, what's going to happen to me? Right. Well, there, there's an example. She
2: says, uh, her ending sentence is, my mom... And most of my family, including myself, of course, attribute her extended life and quality of life to CBD. It has given us all so much more time to enjoy each other making memories without her being sick or in hospice. Uh,
1: Great. Thanks for sharing that.
2: It's a really great story. And it takes a lot of courage to say we're going in yeah. another direction
1: yeah.
2: not and they went through the chemo they went through all the other procedures the regular medication and treatment for cancer but uh, I, like I said it takes a lot of courage especially when your mom's you know your mom yeah. I, oh, it's 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 great news, though. Yeah. It's great
1: news. And it doesn't stop there. We have similar stories with pet owners. Yes. We have one pet owner. I, w- I was actually able to listen into this conversation uh, where she came in and her 13 year old, very large dog, was in those final stages uh, and she just wanted quality of life. And at the exact same time, there was another uh, client or Patient that had walked in and shared his story that he had already had success, and the you know the you you could see the the change of behavior in the first client as you know it was just exciting yeah uh, and that if I remember so the second client you know that that had a happy ending and I think the the first client is still an ongoing. So she's still working through it. She's fairly
2: working through fairly
1: it. really early, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have that. You have just people just, just finding. A lot of people are finding. What do you feel is the most? Anxiety relief, huh?
2: Yes, a lot of that, a lot of anxiety in the world right now, just yeah. the world we live in. We're on a roller coaster ride that nobody, none mm-hmm. of us wants to be on this roller coaster nope. Nope. ride. So it cre- and it creates a lot of anxiety. Do yeah. I do this? Do I not do this? Do what do
1: I do? Where do I go? What, you know And there's even a lot of anxiety about how to solve the anxiety like crap, do I need to get on a anti-anxiety pharmaceutical? Right, and there's a lot of anxiety around that,
2: and most patients don't do not want to get on those medications because of all the weird <laughs> side effects, and so they they come to us for CBD, and I always say I carry all forms of CBD. I carry a full, obviously a full spectrum, a broad spectrum, and an isolate, uh-huh. because the last thing you want to have happen is your CBD making you anxious yeah so if you have an issue with thc that's okay we can move you over to another place and that's and and yep. and that works just
1: as well so and and it seems the doctors are in on this now yes like even even for this uh this type of issue where anxiety and stress and depression e- there's even doctors having positive conversations with their patients about CBD as an alternative. How do we know? They tell us. Yes. Patients are telling us this. I
2: just had, uh, and I love when they come in. I love it so much when they say, now, the, I do tend to get more from pain cal- clinics. Yeah,
1: that was the first, that, that's because that group was the first.
2: Mm-hmm. And I have a gentleman right now that we just started his journey. Yeah, um, And he's been on morphine, a low dose of morphine for over 12 years, mm-hmm. and he really wants to stop. He really wants to stop, and they suggested go and try CBD and see if this can give you the relief that you're that
1: you're looking for. Uh, I think that is terrific, and I don't really care how it came about, but I already know though it came about because of the opioid use. So their hands started getting tied. They still had a natural care for humans, a, a need to be able to, you know, help their fellow mankind. And so they had to go someplace.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I sent you an article, right, about... Um,
1: opioid use, yeah. There's a giant the laws.
2: lawsuit <laughs> from know. states because of the amount of...
1: Burden, financial burden. ...financial
2: burden that they are going through with the amount of opioid
1: yeah. issues yep. in the world. Yep. Yeah, I read through that. That's an interesting. Uh,
2: I've never heard of a state suing, but I guess that it does make sense again. if you consume all of the that um, care for your yeah residents,
1: right? Yeah. So I I read through it. And it was legit. It was a good find, by the way. Oh, I wanted to speak to uh, that phrase of yours again. I really appreciate you using that term, journey. The more you use it, the more I connect with it.
2: Yeah. I I, again, I think most of the customers that come in, they think that this is just a one and done. Well, one and done, right? And then I I tell everyone, no, this is not a one and done. You have to let it at least. Take your bottle. It's usually a 30-day, a 30-mil bottle, which is a 30-day plan for most, and work with it. Yep. Use it all. Work with it. Figure it out. And then come back and let's talk about where where you think this, you could do better.
1: All right. Now, let's... Let's, let's talk about what we know as, as uh, the plant itself. Where is the plant well, at God, today?
2: This, this poor plant is going through it.
1: Yeah, the plant. <laughs> so when we talk about the plant, we're mostly talking about the hemp plant. The marijuana plant seems to be well, not getting as much attention. The marijuana plant has a single, actually it has two functions. So it has the recreational function, mm-hmm. and it also has the medicinal function. But the medicinal function is what's kind of lean because they're only after the high, con- higher concentration of THC for very specific outcomes, where when you move over to the the hemp plant you can enjoy a lot of different advantages from different cannabinoids in that plant all having medicinal benefits to it but without the heavy dose of THC that makes it all preventative. Yeah, I mean, I mean right. you can't get to it. Yeah, you, know, you get so much THC, you can't get to the rest of the cannabinoids because you're laying flat on your back. Yeah. So anyway, so the the one that's getting most attention is the hemp plant. Is where I wanted to go with that.
2: Right. Okay. It's it's definitely it's definitely a interesting um, view. Uh, they they seem to want to dissect it.
1: Oh, entrepreneurs, you let them have this, (laughs) and you give them open range, of course they're going to. Yeah,
2: I mean, they say, you know, they call it enhancing or, you know, exploring, but I say you're dissecting it, and I love that… I would rather that it stay in its natural form. I yeah. feel like the marijuana side, they've manipulated the plant so much yeah. that it's not.
1: Can't really go back. Really
2: can't go back, and it's not really what it was originally. So that I'm a little fearful for, but. Uh,
1: but let's go back to If it's, to it's the a h- benefit. Yeah, so they have been, at least they've done some things where they have created. A, a way in which it is capped in some areas. For instance, the poor growers, the farmers. Nobody's doing large crops anymore. And I had to understand why. And it's because the chances of having that whole crop
3: mm-hmm.
1: pe- uh, fail before you know, before they can harvest it and send it to me, is fairly high. It's not allowed to get over a certain percentage of THC. Right. So these farmers are going, well, I, I'm not risking all my land. I will go small pockets of it and try to manage uh, an income yeah. uh, that way. And so poor farmers, they're re- really getting... Uh, they're being challenged right now and I know that there are some bills that have been introduced to help with that level of THC at a certain time frame you know give it a little bit more wiggle room so they don't have to destroy lots of crops
2: I'm wondering like can you be as a farmer say you can you know grow it out in the wild Uh and use that for the industrial side and then have a nice indoor area where you grow for medicinal
1: purposes. Yes, but they haven't cleared the path for that just yet. Oh, okay. Because hemp by itself still has THC in it.
2: Oh, okay. So, so until we
1: get past that piece, we can't even do that large... Infrastructure of, you know, just the biomass going out to the industry for textile and construction and all that stuff. So that path is getting paved, but it is not there yet. Can you imagine being a huge manufacturer of of textiles and you can't use bank account anymore? Yeah, because you're processing hemp that has thc in it and that so now everything has to be cash um, by the way you're making you know two billion in revenue a year how do you manage that in cash
2: yeah i, I, I don't understand <laughs> I that this whole a, side of the world <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: so anyway yes i think once that clears up then the farmer may have a choice Okay. You know, this crop was not did not pass for medicinal. Well, at least I have a place to send it. Right. I could send out the biomass to one of four different other channels in which you know hemp is, is just primed and ready to go.
2: It just seems like such a waste to to destroy.
1: Yeah, right? Something
2: that's like maybe even just point 0.4. Oh,
1: my goodness. It, yeah, it does not take much for Over
2: the threshold.
1: What I'm hearing, is the, the pain point is it doesn't take much to lose this. Yeah. They have to rely on the seed, the guy who has the seed. Right. They have to rely on the growth cycle, the weather, all these things, because they want to get that volume up to a certain percent but not go over all these things have an impact mm-hmm. you know if their volumes of of cannabinoids are too low you may not have a buyer for it the extractor may go i don't want this crop so you have to like farm it out to somebody else if you yeah. go over well the government says you can't sell it so poor farmers but i'm sure the farmers are going to solve this over time but i do have i do have uh, some compassion for where they are and then you go a little bit further and there seems to be be a, a, a oversaturation of extracted materials right now. Oh, so uh, the market's getting flooded with that 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 product. Uh,
2: well, so, that's good though for the manufacturers, right?
1: It's good for the manufacturers, but again, not for the farmers. Right? Yeah, the farmers are going oh, okay. Crap. So you're going to pay me less now.
2: Now I have to figure <laughs> out how to get rid of it. Not rid of, but, you know, I have to make yeah. sure I, I, I have some sort of profit. Right. And, you know, there's always going to be one person that's like, we're lowballing everything. Right.
1: right. Yeah. But if you move all the way up the chain, everybody is doing a good job in at, at least policing and, and self-regulating and making sure that both the extraction is compliant, the manufacturing is doing it, and a a good manufacturing uh, practices uh, that testing is being done and you know they're just doing a much better job you don't see a lot of small players anymore kind of wandering around going on oh, what do I do next you see a lot a lot more talent in the space
2: and that's great and we're doing it all without FDA I mean obviously FDA has done something with the growers and given them you know you can only do this and you're gonna get inspected and we need to see all this stuff yeah. but for the most part I think the industry as a whole uh is is ready it's ready to go and well it's already out everywhere but you know it's ready for fda to come in and go okay you guys have done what you needed to do and make it safe
1: all right okay well i say we've got lots more fun stuff to talk about but let's take a quick break for our wonderful sponsors all right. So, Kim, I, I want to continue to have this conversation, but we'll take a break. And then when we come back, let's talk about, oh, let's talk about this THC-free thing. Yeah. Wow. There's a bit of a drama there. So, hey, we're going to take a break, a break, and we will be right back.
3: Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil.
0: You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at com. That's info at com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show.
1: Welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show. Kim, let's keep having these convers- this conversation. Yeah. Because the next topic we're going to talk about caught both of us. Off guard, didn't it?
2: Well, yes. Let, let, let I me... mean, it's it's oh, it's always been a huge discussion in the CBD world.
1: Yeah, right. I think
2: it was probably the first drama that showed up in the CBD world. Yeah,
1: and we'll play the story out a little bit. So in the beginning, there was just the plant. They extract cbd from it it's got other compo- components that come with it and then everybody was happy all right you've heard of it so you got charlotte's webb you had rick's what's that called simpson's oil. rick simpson's oil the, that that was the start right hey this is the extracted product from the plant works really good yeah all right and then you had the conversation that started to come up about, well, does it have THC? Oh, my God, am I going to get high? or Are my family members going to get high? What's going on? So, of course, the industry evolved and say, oh, did you want uh, just the CBD by itself? So they created isolate mm-hmm. okay, and pulled the CBD molecule out by itself, leaving the rest of the plant behind. Uh, and then it went to, all right, well, how about if we want the whole plant, but we'll just pull the THC molecule out. So now you get the whole plant, but we've taken the molecule, the THC out. Yeah. Okay. So, and they did that through distillation. Yes. All All right, so they extracted the product and then they went through a number of distillations to get that THC molecule down to what they all said was zero. But what Kim and I found out is no, it was not. All right, so here's the deal. So as manufacturers, we decided very early on that we were always going to do the whole plant. Yeah, we you were. You, we knew the benefit, didn't we? Yes. All right, I know I shot you. I cut you off. Yeah. We not only knew the benefit, we believed that our patients absolutely needed that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just don't think that uh, manipulation uh, w- was needed. But uh, again, I've been a cannabis user, right. so I was not afraid of that. I also live in a world where I do yeah, not so get tested. Yeah,
1: okay. Right. So we came to a place where we finally had to say, all right, all right, well, if we are going to provide a thc pre product, then we'll do it our way. That means that we'll make sure it's the best quality of everything. So we started going down that road, and what we found out was this is where the crazy part was: is not THC free. It's it is. It was the interpretation of anybody who wanted to interpret what THC free really meant. Yes. And so the industry as a whole probably thought probably started here. Here's the fun part. All right. It kind of tell me if you agree. THC free was an isolate. Yes. And then Broad Spectrum came along and they talked about it just being no THC in it. Right. Right. Which that was weird because you can't. But what we found out is it's not THC free. They removed a lot of molecules, but they didn't remove them all. So then we're like, well, is there a standard? Did somebody set something that we don't know about? And then we started looking and some people had it set at 2% it would be considered non-detectable. So now we have a new term. It's not THC-free. It's non-detectable THC. Right. And you'll see this on some products. (laughs) You'll see on there, in the front of the label, it'll say THC free. And on the back of the label, it'll say non-detectable levels of THC. Okay, what does that mean? That means, and I'll just give them one more piece and then you and I can talk. That means that at the laboratory, which, by the way, who sets the minimal Testing quality, the the minimum amount of anything, there's a baseline there. Mm -hmm. And if that LOQ, that minimum amount is set at 2%, then anything under 2% will return back a report that says ND, non-detected. Right. Well, they can choose to set that at 2% or 4% or 5%. We've seen it as high as 5%.
2: Well, that is not... Nice. And then
1: we've seen others that say, no, I'm setting mine at 2%, but the industry says 4%. And so now that, now that the consumers really freak, freaked out because it says THC-free, the test results come back and say, uh, no, it's 4% Yeah. because they set theirs at 2%. But the industry, the extractors, all the product that the manufacturer is buying... At, that is broad spectrum, meaning THC free is all set at. Mm-hmm. You know, can be set at it's, at it's least four percent.
2: Very, very gray. Oh area. my god, it's very gray. It's very, very, very gray. <laughs> and we're
1: running down this road going, what the because we like being extremely transparent because yes. it really pays to be transparent when you're using the best stuff. When you know when you're putting out the best quality. So you want to be transparent. It's kind of like a self-serving thing. Anyway, but we come down this road and we're like, uh, um, what poor customer again. The the customer is at this place going. I can't, right. I can't get, I don't know what to do here.
2: Yeah, well, they, they <laughs> want the benefits uh, uh, as much as they can without... Now, for the customers that are just nervous about THC, yeah. um, I always explain, it's just really nothing you're going to ever experience. No. There will be no psychoactiveness going right, on. Right. Um, but if they're getting tested, and I don't even know, are... Employers still testing for THC. I'm yeah. sure if you're driving any type of a vehicle or you're a res- first responder or that such, yeah. they probably still are. But um, I just don't know. I yeah. I, I yeah and we've
1: done some studies, and it's it's so unlikely that you can get tested uh, on full spectrum. Right. Depending on you know your dose, if you're going to the four thousand, like the lady we were talking about, yeah, the well, likelihood sure. is is high. Yes, but when you are using, you know, in that thirty uh, in that uh, thirty milligrams of CBD or less once a day, uh, the likelihood is extremely low, and most people aren't anywhere near that. They're on the, you know, what the, 25. the twenty five. Yeah, 20, the twenty 25. and twenty-five. So, what
2: what was that example? Remember, you gave that to us one show way back when yeah. uh,
1: that you so would have to drink a whole
2: bottle of a one thousand to get to, to get
1: to fifty nanom- nanom- nanograms of THC byproduct, which is what an, a standard uh, uh, which they follow the Department of Transportation's model. You'd ha- at which. You know they, they trigger at 50 nanograms of the THC byproduct, uh, yeah, you'd have to drink the entire bottle to get close to that number. At once. At once, yeah, at, at, a, at, a, at a single. Well, you can do it over a day or two. Because we
2: all know that. They call
1: that chronic uh, exposure. Now, right. But let me keep going because I don't want to uh, get too far down that path. But instead, so if the farm bill set hemp at 0.3, Mm-hmm. I, I just really wanted to share what that 2% that, or to 4%, stuff like that, what we were talking about. Uh, so, that, let's just say that, that is a 0.03. Right. That's a fairly common number for a THC free extract that people are putting in your broad spectrum products saying THC free. So, 0.03. Well, I should tell you, that is a thousand times less. Then 0.3, which is the maximum amount of THC that can be in a hemp plant when it's farmed and sent out to the extractor. Right. So a 0.3 can't come anywhere near. A 0.03? No, a 0.3 can't come anywhere near getting you high. Yeah. So a 1,000 times less is not getting you anywhere either. But we understand the science. Yeah. Some poor customer looking at this going, it says I got THC in here.
2: Yes.
0: I
1: want my money back or I'm
2: suing our or something. something.
1: Oh, my goodness, right?
2: Yeah, well, because we know uh, and everyone should know that the T- <laughs> THC, it likes to sit in your fat. It just yeah. likes to stay there. It doesn't yeah. want to leave. I mean, eventually it'll leave, but if you're using it every day, it's yeah. probably not going to leave, <laughs> and you could test. So there,
1: yeah, but again, it'd have to have a lot more.
2: Right. Than, Your levels would be a lot higher, and yeah. I think that employers are getting to that place where they're not, testing. They're not either not testing or they're, they're, they can see a level.
1: Uh, Both, but the standard, doesn't, the standard company doesn't want to pay for that type of test mm-hmm. so of that panel that they're using to test a very common panel out there that they're using it tests for opioids and uh, you know the, the the cocaines and all that stuff along with THC what they're doing is it's ignoring the THC okay and they're looking for behavioral issues right not the test result their testers out there ignoring because it puts them in a liability too because maybe this is a legal product yeah Forbes did a big story on it Right, I don't know, six months ago.
2: Right, and and I know that the again the going back to the customer that came in with the morphine, uh, he said as long as I'm at I'm not in a recreational level.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay.
2: I'm okay at the pain center okay. still as long as I stay down here in
1: this you know this. Oh, that's area. good to hear. So pain centers are starting to adopt. Mm-hmm. That is really good to hear. because yeah. that
2: used to be a zero, no tolerance zone yeah. back in the beginning.
1: Well, and let's talk about legal real quick so. The one thing that's going to happen here real soon is the one thing that's going to flip this whole thing around. Yeah, and it seems odd that this would do it, but it is going to do it. It's called our safe bank, the Safe Banking Act. We've talked about it before. This removes the risks of banks being penalized for dealing with cannabis clients. Mm-hmm. So once that that risk has been removed banks are fully on board yeah banks will then take you give you your credit card app uh, your merchant processing you can deposit funds in the bank you're not put it in your mattress anymore all those things are are done Well, also means big business can start to play yeah if you want to be in the textile business using hemp fiber you can now do this so this is going to change a lot
2: well, let's hope it gets passed. Let's get it done.
1: So, so can, I, can I share that interesting piece? That I know you know because yeah. I smile every time I talk about it. So this bill has been pl- placed in the Congress. It's had three or four failed attempts. And it's just been a miserable couple of years watching it. But now they have added it to the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act. They, they plugged it in there knowing that the likelihood of it passing is much higher. Well, it passed the House. And they passed it with, like, flying colors, like 300 to 100. Uh, I know, very specific. So now it is in the Senate. And the Senate, early last week, read it and placed it on their general calendar. Nice. So... I don't know how long it takes to get through that calendar, but there is a lot of opinions out there that it's going to go through.
2: Well, I think this is obviously, aside from doctors getting on board and, and actually discussing with their patients the benefits of CBD. need finance. The finance oh is goodness. huge is. because right? it's, if you're in the CBD world, you know what we're talking about, and you're not just a customer, but yeah. it's a constant threat. It's a constant threat, and you have to pay so much more money than any regular retail individual, well, they, and it's just yeah, crazy.
1: They even talk about the risk of this not being passed. And they used an example that there was a security guard who was one of our American veterans. He got shot because again, dispensaries are cash only, you know, and he has to you know, these guys have to manage a ton, ton of money. Of cash. Yeah. Right? And they're targets. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, all that's going to go away. Big business will be able to, you know, do other things with the hemp plant. I think this is going to affect clinical trials, clinical studies, even human trials. Again, everybody's like, I don't want to because I can't put that what 1.2 million dollars at risk because i'm studying something that is still on a schedule it's still uh, on a
2: schedule and
1: the banks won't take my money anymore <laughs> i don't know
2: yeah it's just a, it's it's a big if that's what we needed was a big player To move in and say this is okay.
1: Yeah. So I I have a feeling, again, so it is now in the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, It is on the Senate's calendar. And I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that uh, it gets passed. Uh, I think from there will be a lot of changes. Now, I think we're not the only one that thinks it's going to get passed. I think I'm hearing news coming from FDA about them stepping up their efforts to collect data and start to understand, you know, CBD and where its risky points are and I don't know, a lot of lip service. But anyway, uh, that timing seems to be related to the fact that it's in this National Defense Act.
2: Right. Okay, I, I And keep... that it's
1: likely going to pass and they're posturing.
2: I think I said it years ago and oh my gosh, you guys. This is going to be crazy right now, but it's our anniversary. We are now moving into year three of this podcast, which just
1: amazes me. It's cool because we've watched so many things evolve.
2: But even in the beginning podcast, I think I described it as a bunch of like big bullies there.
1: Yeah, good, well put.
2: And everybody's just afraid to take that step. It's like okay, FDA is not going to take the step, DEA is not going to take the step, the, Congress the, is not going. to take the Nobody's going to take a step. So yeah. if somebody actually does it, then the other ones will follow behind.
1: I would agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely agree with you on
2: that. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous now. We're on <laughs> year three, right? And it's still
1: well. And then you have this. And then you have this other thing that everybody, well, at least you know from the. Political place or regulatory set place is this delta eight and delta ten thing? It's well, all over the place.
2: It's the and that and and unfortunately distracting. is distracting, and yeah. that's where again everybody's been a little afraid to take the step and then here we are in delta 8 and delta yeah, 10 world right. which is really pushing that limit of safety yeah. again so here we go again where i hope nobody says oh well we can't do this because we still need more time to yeah, see what's right. going to happen
1: right big big issue in uh, texas right now with delta 8 and i can see both part both sides of it i'm sure the state doesn't want everybody running around, you know, on, you know, driving vehicles under the influence of Delta-8 and, and it could just get out of control. But I also can see the commerce side, you know, hey, you said it was legal, we've been selling it. And now all of a sudden, in a backdoor deal late at night where none of us knew, you shoved it back on the the, the scheduled list. And now all of us have to either shut our operations down or nobody knows what to do. So yeah, that's an example how Delta 8 is probably gonna get uglier.
2: (laughs) Well, listen, uh, again, they trusted the alcohol world to say okay we're going to regulate this you're going to you, you you have to stay within this age group you have yeah, to do right, this right. we're going to keep right. it safe yeah. so i mean as safe as alcohol is cuz uh, unfortunately we all know you know yeah. but if we could just if somebody just trust just trust people that they will not n- uh, abuse um Oh, gosh. It's hard to say that, though. <laughs> There's yeah. always going to be people that abuse an, a Delta 8 product and take it and drive a car or a T, any THC product. You really, we just have to deal with those, those individuals as they come.
1: Yeah. Now, Delta 8, Delta 10, those things are going to play out, but I, I can you? I can't predict how. I really can't. I I see lots of different issues uh, on both sides of the table. And I also, there's, you know, people that are in the recreational marijuana business and are going, hey, I paid a lot to get here. They got to have a lot of influence on this drama that is Delta 8, Delta 10. So hard to say. And, and and, And then you have science that's in there too going, you know, you altered the molecule. Yeah, we can't really tell you what's going to happen now, right? Uh, because it's not it's an, an, an original molecule. Right. It's not the
2: delta nine that we know what it does. We're pretty sure we, we're yeah. familiar with it. We're safe with it. I so there's. I
1: have no. I have no idea where where this is going to land. I those really don't. two,
2: and you know they'll just keep going. They're oh, yeah. you keep going. Delta eleven, <laughs> delta twelve, delta delta. Uh, so it. that's going to just be an interesting world that will have to play out on its own. But I do see uh, um, dispensaries that have Delta 8 in their dispensary now.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think everybody's like, ah, this is not going to stick. And then it's stuck.
2: And then it's stuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now listen out, listeners, both Kim and I know that there is a recreational world for it. But what we see the most, because we're patient-driven is medicinal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it helps people with sleep. It helps people with addiction. It helps in these areas, like, really well.
2: And and the great thing is, is that uh, not the Delta-9 doesn't help in those areas either, but there seems to be a different component to Delta-8 where it is less...
1: Psychoactive. Yeah. Yep. It's yep.
2: just a little. It's a little mellower. easier
1: to manage your day mm-hmm. if you have to take this and high enough dose to solve your problem. You can still function. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's get going with. Uh, hey. Kim and I have uh, watched the different types of sales practices over the last years. We have watched different types of delivery of, uh, delivery products, right you know like we talked adding it to clothing and showing up in beverages. And uh, now we have lots of different spray products that are showing up. You spray it in your mouth or you spray it in such a way that you can inhale it because they're all going off of that function that either it's going to get absorbed through the glands under your tongue or it's going to get into your respiratory, which is even faster.
2: Right. We, we, We questioned a nasal spray.
1: Right. A right. mouth
2: spray. Um, I had a customer y- yesterday, which I'm, I'm still looking into. Uh, eye drops. Right. Um, there's just... Uh, there's
1: still a plethora of, yeah. of unique deliveries, but the ones that in the past aren't there anymore... So that's the evolution of a new industry. Everybody's going to keep trying. And the ones that are sticking, like, for instance, beverage seems to be sticking. Yes. Edibles seem to be sticking. Mm -hmm. Like gummies everywhere. Gummies, gummies, gummies. Um, Oh, the the famous tinctures. Tinctures seem to be the most predictable and reliable.
2: They are holding their own. They are holding their own. Topicals, yes. Makeup.
1: Eh. yeah yeah right um, yet.
2: it's it's interesting and I obviously I use it, it a, as a as a beauty yeah. uh, supplement but um, yeah it's probably the, the one thing in my store but nobody's looking for a beauty product when they come into the store
1: now sales practices we've watched a bunch of different ones uh, oh my goodness sales on the internet fall Full. That is such a competitive space. Sales on Amazon, exactly the freaking same. Amazon forbids CBD. But yet I went there and there was over 2,000. And this is what Amazon shared. Because yeah. you type in CBD and it says how many items up. It says over 2,000. <laughs> Which well, I thought. And like, I go. To, I go to read it. And they're all like, uh-uh, it can't be. They now require testing Yeah, that there's no CBD and you have to provide a test. So I'm sorry. Wow. If you're buying it and, and you still have to because there can't be that many products on there. Please so. don't
2: buy it on Amazon. <laughs> you just don't know what you're getting. Maybe a, a, a couple of true manufacturers made it onto Amazon Might way in the very beginning before right. Amazon started asking for test results. But
1: anyway, mm. so um, uh, let's see. Now you have. So uh, would you say that some of those sneaky, here, here's a free product, but you got to give us your credit card. Uh, to earn the earn it. Uh, and then they go into a recurring billing and you can't find them. They've closed up shop, moved to another name. And you just, and you go through, remember we had this battle. Uh, Mm -hmm. we even had a show on it. Are you seeing any of those? Popping up lately you know, I less? You know, th-
2: they have really shut those down because right. I have. I think so, too. There was one. So we know the Stop Smoking Gummy. That they're was gone. huge. Yep. Um, they're gone, thank goodness, because we got so many phone calls. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, diet for gummies. There was smoking for gummies. But they're all gone, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, it seems like what's taking their place is multi-level.
2: Yes. Now you can.
1: Pyramid style. Right? That's starting to show up a lot as a matter. And they're super aggressive. We were at an expo, and we walked up to one. And, you know, as as a CBD Ed show. So that's what we were on the stage. And we walked up to a booth and said, hey, have you ever tried CBD? I said, well, we're pretty familiar. Oh, would you like to try real CBD then? Yes. And I'm like... I'm sorry. Huh? Did you? What? <laughs> you're an idiot, and I, I'm ashamed to have you in the industry.
2: Well, yes, and then of course we checked him out, and nothing.
1: Nothing. There no test no results. So we have to be real careful uh, when you are shopping around now, because the sales it, part of it is getting aggressive. Yes. So all you have to do is just do your diligence. Look for a third-party test. That is your most responsible thing to do. Yes. And any, everything else will come from that.
2: If you have any questions, call.
1: Yep. All right. Now, we have to close this show. We, her, her and I could talk on this forever. Yeah, we
2: didn't get even get through all of our...
1: No, we didn't oh, get well. through all the topics. But <laughs> we were happy to have this conversation and share it with you. Feel free to reach out to us if we can ever help answer anything regarding any of the topics today. Now, I want to thank you for listening to our show. Please share us. Okay, The larger our crowd, the better work we can do for you. So, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Hey, trying to do best to give you the best life possible.
3: Yes. Bye now. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil.